of his podcast. This is our podcast, Reveling Songs. Yeah. My name is Lana. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't stop, don't stop. You committed. My name is Lana Hogato. I'm an R&B singer. (laughs) That's what this is. Yep. And I'm a person with five jobs. Name them all. Not right now. Is it actually up to five now? Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, fine. I will. Okay. We don't got to put it on. I'm just kind of curious. Okay. So baby, I, babysitting, um, phone banking, the theater thing, uh, Paradise Island, and I count the I count my music stuff as a job. Okay, that counts. Yeah. Are you still like tight on with the theater thing though? I thought that was done. It no, it's it's seasonal. Ah, okay, okay, so okay, so t- like year round, if you collect all my jobs, I have five jobs, but they're not all all the time. So technically, right now, like I've been doing like you're just four at, of my like jobs. yeah, at just a comfortable four job pace. Just a comfortable four job pace. Yeah, but you know, kind but, of a slacker to be honest. But honestly, like. okay, so but but when you're a musician, like being a musician is like twelve jobs in itself. So, so you got 16 jobs. I've got 16 jobs. Anyway, Josh. What's up, everybody? My name's Josh. I am a co-host, podcast producer, and a child of God. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Amen. We are called to We're brothers in Christ. <laughs> with justice. We are called to love tenderly. <laughs> what i don't know the rest of this one we are called to serve one another to walk humbly with god do, 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 do. you don't know that one nope never heard of it wow okay you're missing out mm. I, I don't know any catholic I keep, it's so wild i keep saying that one of these days my, my, one of my song swaps is gonna be a catholic song <laughs> We should. I mean, do it. It would be new to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should do like an Easter episode. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I had something to say in this portion. I was like, I have, I have something to say to Josh, and I'll address it while we're doing our intro. But I forget what it is. What were you performing yesterday? This is just me asking as a friend. Oh yeah. Okay. So I was performing at um, American Dream Mall, and I was, I was with my my um dance company my filipino dance company mucha philippine dance company and we yeah i i did a little dance i did a little dance there was like a giant filipino festival there Mm. you were speaking there too i yeah i said some words i mean i i introduced our thing what was your introduction you can't just like leave that. Hey guys, what's up everybody? <laughs> this is Mucha Philippine Dance Company. Welcome back to our performance. My name is Lana Holgado. I'm a dancer and I will dance for you shortly. Anyway, we're based in Pennsylvania. We're based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And our mission is to educate and promote, teach. There's a lot of synonyms in there actually. Mm about teach our Philippine culture through song and dance.
cool that your mission is to educate and to inform and to teach Filipino dance. Mm -hmm. Because our mission is to educate and to inform and to teach non-Filipino non-dance music mm-hmm. sometimes we have dance music yeah. sometimes we it's dance. not exclusive sometimes yeah. it's also filipino influenced yeah sometimes anyway that one time yeah which would bring us to our next segment song swap, song swap. the song that josh gave me was los ageless by saint vincent <laughs> Annie Clark, known professionally as St. Vincent, is an American singer, musician, and songwriter. First getting her start attending the Berklee College of Music, she began her music career as a member of the Polyphonic Spring, eventually moving to Sup John Stevens' touring band before starting her own band. Her debut solo album, Mary Bean, was released in 2007. She adopted the moniker St. Vincent based off of the hospital where Dylan Thomas died, and then would release three new albums after that, Actor, Strange Mercy, Love This Giant. Her fourth studio album, The Eponymous St. Vincent, received widespread acclaim from contemporary critics and led to her catapulting into mainstream success. Her fifth album, Mass Seduction, was released to further acclaim, garnering three Grammy nominations and two Grammy wins. Featured on this was the single Los Ageless, which is the song we're going to be discussing today. I thought it was very nice. I thought it was like a fun, like dancey tune. Similar, oh no, I can't, I can't say, but it it feels a little similar to a song that I'm working on, where it's like it starts out like, or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. I mean, you it, can just say it, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I, I'm working on a song, um, called Chaos Brain, whatever. Um, yeah. and so it starts out, and then by the end, it gets very introspective, and it's just like you know, there's like the talking ending, and it's like it's my fault um but yeah fun fact i completely oh i'm sorry fun fact i completely mixed up saint vincent and saint motel so um oops yeah we're not doing just my type yeah less horns less horns a lot more electronic dance i feel like there were some horns in there yeah but not as much as saint motel mm-hmm. yeah anyway yeah so when it when I first listened to this song, I was like, hmm, it's a lot of synths in this for St. Motel, but it wasn't. Um, it was St. Vincent. Um, yeah. And the the manufactured electric sounds really go well with the whole premise of, you know, Los Angeles and like the industry is just so like manufactured in the beginning part of the song. And then as it goes on and becomes more personal, you can hear the song swell and become it just feels like it, it engulfs you about 
about the industry at large um and then as it progresses it gets more intimate and the chorus is placing blame on the other person and then by the end the spoken part um saint vincent is like blaming herself she's like i guess that's just me honey I really like the way the Rolling Stone described it. They said it's driven by a flat thwack of electronic drums and a squirting synth-based sound and that St. Vincent slatters distorted guitar lines on top of the foundation. How can anybody have you and lose you and not use your lose your mind to? I think it's like a pretty potent like critique of, uh, you know, Los Angeles, Hollywood in general. Uh, interestingly enough, it was released uh, alongside with BoJack Horseman's season five premiere mm-hmm. as like uh, part of the trailer. And if you've seen that TV show, you know, a lot of it consists of like the critique of like Hollywood and like fake images put up by, um, you know, that whole world. Uh, and I really like the imagery that she uses in, like, the first verse, where, like, you know, Los Angeles, the winter never comes, and Los Angeles, the mother's milk that young. Um, keep calling it, like, Los Angeles, too, because it's supposed to be a place where, like, you know, age doesn't really exist, and, you know, you're forever stuck in that youthful phase. Yeah. I mean, I get, well, I was thinking about it as, like, you know, like, it's Los Angeles because they just keep pumping in new young people and then the old people just fade into obscurity. Well, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. Like, you know, you you get rid of women over the age of 40 mm-hmm. and, then, and that's Los Angeles for you. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like that idea uh, gets carried to that second verse where it says the last days of the sunset superstars, girls in cages playing their guitars. The last days of the sunset superstars Girls in cages playing their guitars But how can I leave? I just fall in the hood of my car oh, I... Just keep going with the idea that like you're only Your value is specifically tied to like your age And you know by extension your beauty And like what you can like physically offer but yeah, it's just like a very like uh, critique of the super superficial nature of Hollywood. Uh, I really like the chorus too, and how it keeps bu- like every line keeps building on like the creek. Yeah. So it goes from how can anybody have you to how can anybody have you and lose you, and how can anybody have you and lose you and not lose their mind too. fun use of the rhetorical device antanaclasis wow yes, which i looked up yeah you looked it up for yes. this yes i remember when like the 11th grade where we had to re- like memorize all those rhetorical devices mm-hmm. that's one of the rhetorical devices so it's where you repeat a word but it has a different connotation every time yeah i think about i think about 11th grade english all the time because it helps me so much with songwriting i mean you had a good teacher so that helps Shout out to our boy Walter. Shout out Walter Bound. <laughs> Bound gang. 
Speaking of people who were in our high school, the next person, the next song that we're swapping today is Safe in My Body by Egg Lemonade. I just want to read her Spotify bio and give no other context, if that's okay That's great. Go for it. Egg Lemonade is a 3,000-year-old mountain troll, parentheses, allergic to egg. Here lies some of her songs. If that's not a clarifying bio for you, honestly, I don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, That's all you need to know. Yeah. That's all you need to know. We'll keep her a mystery, but, you know, this 3,000-year-old mountain troll did go to high school with us. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you can also just click on her Instagram if you want to learn more. Yeah, you could. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so this song, Safe in My Body, is from her new EP, Woman in Love. And I love Woman in Love. It's great. It's just so wonderful. But Safe in My Body in particular, it's the the first track on the EP. And it just smacked me in the face. It just smacked me in the face. I felt smacked by this song but also like a hug you felt hugged in the face i felt hugged in the body and smacked in the brain like somebody was hugging you by like grabbing you and then like thrusting you upward yeah so your face is hitting a wall maybe yeah but also just like i felt yeah i felt safe and in your body i felt safe in my body I like the way that she used like her own voice as like backup vocals for herself here. I really like the way that she just like harmonizing with herself there. Um, that's not the right word. You're yeah. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. You just like had like a sat. I was just no. Like, I'm sorry. I was just. Uh... Just don't, just don't look into my eyes ever again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, I'm just kidding. All right. So I'm just going to do the rest of the podcast like this. So anyway, Egg Lemonade. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought that I like the way the lyrics worked here. Um, I thought it was like a really concise way of describing like generational trauma was like I was raised by someone who was raised by someone who told me like the fear out the outside. I think that's just like a really powerful way of like putting it there because, you know, world is a scary place and that gets like reinforced and from generation to generation and whatnot um and like leading that though to being like kind of a restrictive idea and that it's like forcing you to like live your life inside uh i really like the idea of like sort of overcoming that internal strife and just trying to you know be yourself be someone who's breaking out of the mold and like staying at like inside your comfort zone this song is a minute 31 seconds but it addresses 
just so much stuff like literally like i've been in therapy for like two years but this song is like the equivalent of two years of therapy <laughs> just speed run therapy guy if you guys are if interested you, yeah, in therapy don't in, go just play in, the first track yeah just play the first track of egg lemonade woman in love save from my body that's all you need that's all you need yeah like you just you who needs therapy like i'm gonna be out of a job like i'm pursuing music therapy who needs music therapy when egg lemonade exists anyway just walk into patients rooms play that and then like walk out Mm -hmm. and it's over it's done Mm -hmm. just put these headphones on and it's like wow all right i'm fixed okay no but seriously like I, i feel like if you're not at at least like able to receive like this kind of growth you it won't be effective so like if you're at a place where like you're just very very like twisted up inside and stuff like i would recommend going to therapy i i thought this had interesting parallels and uh not just parallels but like you know like uh 90 degree angles what's that called right angles yeah but what's it called when it's perpendicular like, per- yeah perpendicularities and people told me sat math would be useless in real life <laughs> you'll be s you can be sat math i can be um sat english except not really do you know how to use a semicolon yeah then your sat writing language you just, yeah yeah anyway okay that's all you need to know I thought this song had parallels to Father Time by Kendrick because they're both about, you know, overcoming generational trauma, but just in very different ways. Like, you can see that the generational trauma affected both of these artists very differently, um, but they still had to do, like, the same kind of work and same kind of self-reflection to come to the place where it's like, you know what, um... Like, I am who I am because of how I was raised, and I'm trying to break out of that and, like, you know, be better for future generations. I have to be kind to myself Learn to nurture the child I think that's an interesting parallel because of how like both artists sort of approach and describe like what their generational trauma is like in the case of Kendrick we talked about how he's embracing sort of like a hyper masculine ideal because that's sort of the mentality that his like dad forced on him and again like that comes from like the need to sort of like survive in the world uh and then compared with like egg lemonade like with her mom and her grandmother like sort of reinforcing this idea that like you stay inside and all that like you know corresponds with like a stereotypical like socialized feminine ideal there Mm -hmm. which you know i think it's like kind of interesting how um like forced gender roles can end up reinforcing these like negative uh negative patterns yeah yeah it's a fun topic of like this Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of media and, like, a lot of art deals with, like, generational issues now. Yeah, because we're, you know, that's the next step. Our generation and, like, you know, millennials. Are we millennials? No, we're Gen Z. We're Gen Z. 95 is the cutoff, so. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel I feel very millennial sometimes. Honestly. I don't know. We know how to use TikTok. That's Gen Z. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Because uh, millennials are like 1980 type. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I. But then some some Gen Z people make me feel so old. Yeah. Well, we're like. I think that's how elder millennials feel. Yeah. Felt. That's true. Yeah. yeah. We're the zillennials. We're the zillennial. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're we're we're. I saw something. I was like, if you were born '95, and like earlier, you're a millennial. If you were born 2000 and later, you're Gen Z. If you were born between. 95 and 2000 you're an honorary member of the black eyed peas <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we are sounds about right mm-hmm. but uh, anyway okay so people around our age and older millennial okay so millennials millennials whether or not we're included in that started going to therapy and you know they uncovered stuff in themselves and then they realized that this was a problem that was you know bigger than personal it's like a whole generational thing and then you know then it brought out this art about generational trauma mm. that's what i was trying to say that's it gotcha very fun i mm-hmm. just think it's interesting how that's the thing that's in vogue right now as opposed to like i don't know i think you know five years from now yeah uh like in mid like 2014 15 16 stuff like that what would you say like was sort of the trend you mean of, like... five years ago yeah uh, um i don't know like what i think it was like i don't even know it was i think there was like more of an emphasis on like the beginnings of like depression yeah. and mental illness yeah and stuff it was like that. it was yeah it was talking about because there was um inside out mm-hmm. um that was that was a big one um what other movies and stuff were happening then yeah it was like inside out dealt with that um moana came out around that time frozen came out around that time Mm. and those were um yeah it was like finding yourself and like not like breaking away from you know your expectations and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then now it's like refinding your role in society mm-hmm. in a way that works for you and yeah. you know helping you're helping like the previous generations heal because what you know you can only do so much when you're struggling and then when you you know once you're feeling a bit better then you can help other people yeah mm-hmm. what about early 2000s i mean there was like post 9 11 sentiment Culture-wise, there was, like, more of a trend to, like, American conservatism. And then, like, Mm. you see a lot of, like, great punk come out of that era. Like, Green Day, then Fall Out Boy, Paramore, like, all those people. Because, you know, just, like, oh, we're not going to be, like, part of your system. Like, rejection and stuff like that. Because that's when, like, the counterculture, like, can truly exist and had a culture rebel against there. Mm -hmm. Right? I think we're in, like, an interesting time now where, like, you this isn't like a countercultural thing to talk about like generational trauma like yeah. culture is that 
So, like, what now? I know, yeah. So, like, where, yeah. What's, because... What is, what's it going to be next? Yeah. like, when Are we you, just going to be a healed society? Yeah. I don't know. But it's, like, not that easy. Because, like, when you're, like, raging against a the machine, mm-hmm. then you're like, well, my art just exists to rage against the machine and stuff like that. But yeah. when you take over the machine, you have to fix things. Yeah. I mean... And that's not easy. Once you... Yeah. When, yeah. Once you look at our mach- how how our machine is going, like, you know, the government and stuff. Yeah. It's not great. We got real off topic here. But yeah, we Egg did. Lemonade. Good Good, good job, Egg Lemonade. Proud of you, buddy. Um, Are we done? Yeah. Anyway, this, this... has been the Opus Podcast. Yeah, Long's going to be in Britain for the next two weeks, guys. Yeah, so um, who knows what's going to happen. Probably some pre- a pre-recorded interview. Yeah. Or two. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you're hearing this because you're listening to this later in the week wish lana luck as she goes across the pond oh thanks and yeah Yeah. thanks everybody um yeah you can follow me and my adventures in life at lana holgado on instagram tiktok everywhere pretty much um you can follow our podcast instagram at opus with dots um listen to josh's voice please do <laughs> and my voice is telling you be kind to yourself today Mm-hmm. just today tomorrow tomorrow anything can happen yeah you, know? mm-hmm. you should be kind to yourself anyway though yes you should okay <laughs> bye our theme song is underground stars by locks beats take it easy guys take it easy high five